curious minds. And here is your host, Gary Cachulio. Welcome everyone to another episode of Everything Imaginable. I am your host, Gary Cacciolillo. And before we get started, I want to thank everybody for listening and also thank the contributors to my show, who are executive producers, Candace Sanderson, author of The Reluctant Messenger, and Ms. Aida, author, psychic and author of Hoodoo Cleansing Production Magic. Also, Damien Keller, binaural engineer, author of Sounds Good, Sounds Great. And monthly co-host, Jared Murphy, author of It's Not Aliens, It's Worse, It's Us. If you are interested in becoming a contributor to the show, go to my website, everythingimaginable2020.com, and you'll find everything you need there. And now, without any further ado, our guest for today is the return of Carter Bushhart, and he has renamed his book. What's the name again? It's called Sasquatch. The, 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 the old book was Sasquatch, Evidence of an Enigma 1 and 2. And now, uh, since I signed a, a book deal, uh, please hold the applause uh, with Beyond the Fray. They're going to be called uh, Sasquatch Down the Rabbit Hole of Strangeness 1 and 2. So, so is this book going to – did you add any more strangeness to your book? Yes, I did. Uh, I'm, uh, I'm I'm done with the first book. It's in the process of being printed and put into a book right now. That that just got done like a few days ago, and I'm adding a bucket load of strangeness to uh, the second book, which was only 147 pages. So I may be pushing 200 pages or a little more uh, on this book. Uh, the first book I added another uh, BFRO report, uh, and I added it to BFRO.net as well. But I, I put it in the book because this lady uh, and her husband live out in the middle of nowhere in Arkansas, and they've had stuff going on for about seven years. That's when she contacted me. It, it just you know, right at first, it was some very weird gifting and stuff, mm-hmm. and. Then it devolved into occasional sightings. Then it were kind of regular sightings. They have a big clear cut. So anyway, uh, long story short, uh, about three months ago, she texted me all excited. Uh, oh, my God. The Sasquatch just, uh, while I was laying out by my pool on my deck, uh, it just came from beyond behind a tree and just stood there fully exposed for five or 10 seconds. It, you know, it purposefully showed itself to her. Wow. And, uh, and they've seen them, but at a distance and just a glance, like a head, you know, a little tree peak, or you might see a hand come around a tree or random massively tall shadows, but in this, in the script, as far as what it is, just a humanoid shape, you know, in the forest and stuff. Uh, but they know they're there, and they've had a lot of gifting and, and some footprints and stuff like this. But this one just came out from behind a tree and literally stood there, full frontal exposure, and full frontal exposure, like Johnson yeah. and all. Well, she didn't notice it because she okay. was too busy looking at the face. <laughs> and well, here's the deal: the face 
was totally covered. It had all its, it had very long hair and the hair was either pulled up over the face or around from the sides, but his eyes were gone. You couldn't see the face. Oh, that's you weird. Make it out. And so, uh, but she was laying, you know, in her bathing suit by the side of her above ground pool on the deck. And so it was, she was cleaning the pool, just kind of laying there and she sensed something, heard something, stood up and looked and there it was. And it may have, in her mind, she's thinking, well, maybe it was embarrassed that it saw me in my bathing suit. Uh-huh. You know, that, that that's that's the putting the human reaction on an animal, you know, uh, without thinking it through. But, you know, it, I guess in essence, it could have been being respectful. I mean, I, I don't know. I, I, that's going a little far because I don't think they care one way or the other that they're naked or not. So I don't see why they would care if we are. They know we wear clothes and it's probably wonder why they, we do that but anyway so the whole thing was that this creature and she's been trying to her, and her husband have both been trying to talk themselves out of these creatures living on their property 40 acres for the last three or four or five years and it it just got to the point where they can't deny it anymore it's like they're here he wanted you to see him on purpose it stood there knowing that her husband was away at work and she's at home all day by herself. You know, she does odd jobs and stuff, cleans houses, has a cleaning business, but she doesn't work all the time, just mm -hmm. whenever somebody calls her. So she's there a lot. So, uh, but they finally have agreed that we did see them. They do exist. They've been trying to just kid themselves with all these other things because they haven't had the obvious sighting, but they can see him up in the clear cut walking around these giant creatures. I'm talking about quarter mile away, several hundred yards away, multiple hundreds of yards away. Uh, but they, they know what they are. They just, nope, 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 didn't see it. Nope. <laughs> like a lot of people do. So that was interesting. I added that to the book because it just, it came full circle. It was, it was, uh, they've gone from sort of a visitation to a habituation situation where they are encouraging activity by gifting some apples and food every now and then, not a lot, uh, rocks. Uh, marbles, uh, little things they have around the house, and they get rocks and other things in return, you know, uh, a fish skeleton one time. Uh, so they're accepting it, and they've been trying to talk themselves out. And the other reason she was trying to talk herself out of it, because, well, it didn't look like I thought it would look. Well, I said, well, how did you think a Sasquatch, you've seen all the drawings. They said, yeah, but they're all like mean and snarling, most of them. So this one was... I couldn't see the face, so I really couldn't compare it to what I think they look like because all I have to go on is what I see on the internet. You know, uh -huh. well, if it's on the internet, it must be true. You know, of course. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, uh, but you know, that was that was the thing that stuck out to me. You know, just uh, uh, philosophical wise, uh, is that she didn't want to accept it because she was still trying to talk herself out of it because it didn't look like she thought it would look. They've been trying to make up all these other excuses over the years. Well, that, that probably was a bear or, or maybe somebody was trespassing and we just don't know there's somebody here or, or you know, or, you know, guy in a ghillie, whatever, the, the usual stupid, you know, excuses for what it could be, yeah. but isn't, you know. And so uh, they gave up on all that. But, you know, they they uh, that was just exciting for me, for her, because she went from. Well, I think they're here, but I just, I don't know. I just don't know. I can't convince myself. And then it's like, okay, it was standing right there, 40 some odd yards away. 
it, it was in a, a, a at the edge of a tree line. It was a, a good sized tree and it was in the shade, but when it stepped out, it stepped out into the sun. Full, I mean, here you are. I was just like, I'm looking at you, you know, it's just, it's like, well, I can't, I can't talk myself out of that. I'm going to try one more time uh, because I don't think it looked like I thought it would look. So therefore it doesn't exist. I said, well, no, that, that doesn't work. So it was, it was cool. And so the, so uh, why, do, why do you think this uh, Squatch decided to reveal itself to her? Well, I think that they do they hunt, but not recreationally. And that, that seems to be a key with a lot of people in habituation situations where if they have to occasionally live off the land, that's understood by the Sasquatch. Uh, but if you're thrill killing and doing trophy kills and you're leaving the meat to rot, and you're just cutting off the rack or maybe the head, and that's it and you leave the rest uh, they find that wasteful and so i think their acceptance of them on the property uh over and above their belief system was good for the sasquatch uh and they don't waste the land they don't pil you know pilfer the land and, and soil it and you know trash it and stuff i mean they, they just take care of their property and they hunt just enough to fill up the freezer for the year and then they're, they're done you know so and just the fact that there was no screaming or, oh my god there was no terror or any kind of right. you know even mild animosity toward the creatures when they'd see them it was just like god what is that you know it was just that was it and so i think they decided it was time to have a relationship you know i mean that's just like you're dating somebody for a couple of years, although it, it turns into seven or eight years, and well, you want to move in together? You want to be boyfriend and girlfriend? Uh, I got this ring. <laughs> you know, I mean, at some point, you got to take it to the next level, you know. But there was nothing from them that would tell the Sasquatch that they were feared, mm -hmm. you know, by these humans. They've accepted them, you know. And so I've got another family like that in the second book. And that, but that involves children. They don't have any kids living at home. So I think that's really that there was no trying to discourage them, chase them off or anything. They weren't encouraging. They just, you come and go, we'll come and go. This is our property, but you're here long before us, obviously. And so we'll just do our thing. And that was it. And in the meantime, they weren't totally convinced because it was just too weird or too good to be true. One of the, probably both. Hmm. Too weird and too good to be true that these creatures would be there. Uh, but they knew something was up before they bought the property. Because this used to be, I think it used to be 100 acres. And the guy that owned the land was never there, but there was a house there. So they asked him if he could, they could go hunting. So they ended up being able to hunt that property. Nobody else, no nothing. So, and they did that for four or five years. And he decided, I'm going to sell half of it. So if you want to buy half of it, I'll sell you half. And mm -hmm. you can hunt my half too. So anyway, they, they go walk the land. You know, uh, they already knew the land they were taking care of, but they walked the land and they decided they didn't want to live in that house. It was, needed a lot of work. So they're just going to build their own cabin. So they bought a, a chunk of land on the other side. Uh, there's two big giant clear cuts across crisscross part of their property so it's a, that's a sasquatch highway super highway because it's you know two of them there's an interstate and a mm -hmm. county and so it's like uh it was perfect and when they went out there he allowed them to start putting feeders out before they 
finish building the house, they would put feeders out in trail cam so they could see what kind of deer, even though they knew, but they really hadn't hunted on his property. So they were looking and trying to see what was going on. And he allowed them to put these uh, deer feeders out. So they go by and check the cameras and uh, over by the deer feeders was this big pile of metal, sheet metal. He had torn down an old building. The owner had torn down an old building, was just stacking it there before he hauled it off. And so after about two or three times out there, uh, after the feeders were up, they noticed uh, on the ground was a flip phone, an old flip phone. Obviously kind of been there a while. They opened it up. You know, it didn't light up, but it was in good shape. But it was a flip phone. Mm-hmm. So what they did, they thought, oh, my God, well, maybe it's the owners. I'll just call him Bob. Maybe it's Bob's phone. Maybe he lost it. Or maybe somebody else was here, shouldn't have been, and lost a phone. So they're good, you know, Christian folks. So they take the phone and put it on the top of the pile of sheet metal. It's big wide panels, like four by four, five by five. So it's a little black dot right in the middle. So they could see it, you know. About four or five days later, they go back out. The phone is taken from there and put right back where they found it in this little kind of bare spot that was mm-hmm. on the ground. It just happened to be a bare spot. So they went, well, that's weird. Maybe the raccoon or maybe the wind. We all know wind's not going to blow a cell phone like, you know, 10 feet. So maybe a, the raccoon picked it up or pop or possum or whatever. But okay, nah. But it was exactly where they picked it up. So they take the phone again, put it back at the exact same spot. They even put it like a rock, real close, small rock to market. They go back. Three or four days later, five or six days, I can't remember. They went about every four or five, four to five days, six to seven days. I don't know. Check the feeders and the cameras. Go back. Cameras on top of the metal again. And so, okay. So they put it back. Four or five days later, they come back. Phone is gone. It's just flat out gone. Long story short, six months later, her husband, while hunting, walking up the clear cut, finds the phone about a half mile away. Mm. <laughs> and, and so th- they call me, you know, and they'd already had some weird sightings, you know, things they just, they'd never, ever seen this before. They were city slickers till they moved out to the middle of nowhere. So they weren't experienced, but they'd heard about it. So anyway, they call me because, well, we've been seeing a couple of things. You know, this weird thing happened. That's the story I put in was the, uh, I put the report number in there, but that addition to their original report was the uh, exposure where he just came out and showed himself to her. So, but that's their introduction. They kind of knew something was up, but who would be doing that? You know, it's private property. The owner lived in North Carolina or somewhere. He never even came over there anymore. That's why they were taking care of it. And the house was in disrepair. It was livable, but it was a piece of crap, you know. Right. So they knew something was up. And it kind of, they thought in the back of their mind, but I just said, what about the Sasquatch you've been seeing? Well, we thought about that, but you know, just innocent little babes, you know, they just they hadn't been exposed to it. And all of a sudden, it just, so that's why I put them in there. You know, but the Sasquatch, to answer your question, which I think I sort of started to, was that, you know, I think they were ready for a relationship. It's time to put a ring on it. You know, let's let's get to know these humans and they can get to know us as good as they want to. And that's where they're leaving it. We're playing it day by day. We're going to try harder, but it just depends on my. He is not as comfortable with it as she is. 
she's had more events. Uh-huh. But he is still trying to come around to being comfortable what what he considers a wild animal, huge, three <laughs> times his size, uh, running amok on the land, you know. Although he didn't use the word amok, but you know what I mean. So that he's he's got some trepidation there, you know. But uh, you know, I respect that. I mean, you know, you don't know. I mean, you know, and I know because we've been around the stuff. Yeah. You know, I mean, you don't know, and these these beings, and if you're very sheltered or just never got that kind of exposure to the, you know, cryptid world, the paranormal, whatever it is. And it is paranormal. Normal paranormal means not normal. <laughs> so outside of normal. So it's not it's not a dirty word like woo. I think woo is a dirty word, but anyway. So they just you know he's taking he's taking his time with it, trying to find his comfort level with that, you know. But I, I told him I would, you know, I would be flattered that those creatures, and I think they're very, very intelligent, probably smarter than we are in a lot of ways, have chosen to let you get to know them. If they wanted to kill you, if they were like trying to lure you in and kill you, well, they could just kill you whatever they want if that's their thing. They're not, right. that's not their thing. They could, you know, take you and make a meal out of you uh, anytime. They don't have to, you know, seduce you with friendship. They just go do it, you know, they're the alpha predator. So they understand that's not logical, you know, that mind thought. So they're just, they're just, he's taking it, but uh, they seem real open to it. It's just kind of neat. That's why I put it in there because they're, it's like a, a birth, you know, <laughs> it's something a lot of people don't get to be involved with. And, and hopefully, like most people, it works out okay. It's at your pace and your level. If you want to tell them to go away, they will. They just, you know, you're welcome to live here, but just we don't want to interact. You can uh-huh. do that. And they'll just stop with a few rare exceptions, I think. Uh, nope. Sorry about that. Get them <laughs> up. Uh, so uh, that's that's good. And, you know, the the other habituation type thing that I put in the new book is the this couple of kids but uh we can go into that later ask any questions or whatever you know. no what is it Sarah, well uh, it's uh it all the people that I in the new book are people that reached out looking for someone to talk to uh, about their weird stuff going on that nobody would talk to them about. Uh, some snickering and ridicule and eye rolls that you can hear over the internet, you know, that kind of, you know, uh, incredulous response to something like that. And, you know, and they were like, no, and so there's 16 people reached out and I got a hold of them. I ended up using about eight or nine. But I mean, from somewhat mundane to Star Wars type. Sasquatch stuff, and but I'm open-minded with all that. I, you know, I don't know if anybody listens or aware, but you know, I, I will entertain anything. I think anything is possible. You just cannot. I don't subscribe to the uh, dumb ape in the woods, the flesh and blood. I do think they are flesh and blood, or have to be to work their magic here on the planet. But if they need to change or go somewhere else, they can do that. And if you have to mm-hmm. materialize and uh, morph and all that, well, then so be it. But you used to hear that and just be like, eh, okay, all right, you know, I want what he's smoking, you know. <laughs> but it, it's it now it's like all these people are coming out and they don't want any notoriety. They don't want any money, fame, fortune. They want their name in print. Obviously, they don't want their location or kids, nobody's name. It's all anonymous. They just want to get it off their chest. And it's like, 
Well, it's actually, you know, it's very flattering, but, you know, it, they'll tell you something kind of rather, well, I was fishing and I saw one walk up behind me and that scared the crap out of me. And uh, after they tell that, they say, well, I've got something now. I'll tell you, you probably won't believe this. And I'm going, okay, you just tell me as a Sasquatch watching you fish. And what can you tell me that I won't believe? <laughs> you know? Which is true. Which is true. So, uh, and then they'll tell me some fantastical tales. But several of them, I'll, I'll get with them here in a minute. But uh, the, uh, uh, but it's it's amazing that the people reached out, and there's that many. And I'm just a small local guy. I don't get all over the world with my. I don't have a website, none of that junk. I just do my thing. And and so uh, you know, there's probably that many more in my very small sphere. You know, if I got 16 people, you know, out of 20 reach outs, that's what I got. It was like, oh my God. And they all have, 80% of them have similar stories and they are, there is paranormal stuff involved, you know. Mm -hmm. uh, anyway, so this family, uh, hubby, wife, two kids, way up in the mountains in the middle of nowhere it's it's banjo time you know it's it's way up there in the uh tennessee georgia area just in the boonies as they call it you know uh they live so far away from the main street that they have to take their trash down to the highway once a week because they don't come up their road because <laughs> <laughs> it's too steep but one way up and one way it's, it's too steep going up and going down these big old giant trucks so they have to bring their trash down to the main highway it's kind of that kind of thing anyway so they went at the house all these years and they've had a lot of things going on but the thing that was the really cool story which is one i really pushed in there was uh they had a, a cockatiel and she homeschooled because of their isolation she homeschooled the boys mm -hmm. for several years while her husband husband who's a, a trucker was gone you know so she had the kids every day and she homeschooled so anyway when they uh, they had a cockatiel and part of what they did they do talk I've had one before and they taught it the song when you're happy and you know it clap your hands you know that <laughs> you know that, that yeah. stupid nursery rhyme you know well they taught it to either click its tongue or it would tweak its beat so it made this kind of like almost a sandpapery sound so it would they trained it to do that so every time they sang we got to the clapping party you either go you know rock rock or do something with his beaks he'd twist his beaks and make this weird little sound so and so when the weather was nice they would go outside on the back porch on this deck backing up the woods heavy heavy woods and uh, they'd take the cockatiel out there and put him in his cage and he'd be out there too because it was you know, outdoor sunshine and all fresh air and all that kind of stuff and if they were all real good they'd get coffee and cake and ice cream and pop and they'd sit there on the table and they'd sing this song after I don't know how long it was, a few weeks, when they got to the happy end, you know what, clap your hand, mm -hmm. there'd be rock clacks or wood knocks coming out of the forest. Only when the bird, I guess on, on that song, every other time you switch, like you do one, then I do one, you do one, then I do one. Mm -hmm. However many people are in your group, you take turns. So whenever it was the bird's turn, they get the rock clacks or the knocks or whistles they got whistles they got one of three things whistles and so when it was their turn the mom and the boys turned to clap their hands and make the sound clap clap there was no clacking or rock nothing it was only when the bird did his it was just it was a real cool study in 
you know, because I know they can, uh, they were playing along. I think they were having a good time. They were interacting with this family. And these kids had seen them in their bedroom window at night, late at night, looking in the window, eight feet up, nine feet up. I can't remember. It's a ranch, but it's eight or nine feet off the ground when it goes out over the back hill and drops way off. So it's, but this creature was peering in the window at eight or nine feet off the ground. So anyway, and they'd seen them a couple of times. So it was just an interesting study that they were interacting with the family and the kids and the kids uh, really brought good, clean American family and all that. Uh, they all have open mind about it. They didn't freak out or were hostile. They embraced it almost from the start. I, I think because the kids are maybe the buffer, you know, between there's been some weird stuff going on with the mom and dad. They've seen them. They've been on their house. They slapped their house and, you know, they've left gifts of, you know, dead turkeys and other shit on the yard. So excuse my French. Uh, but anyway, so it, it's just an interesting study in these creatures kind of reaching out. It is interesting. The it's clacking, called the clacking. The clacking is really interesting with the, with the song. It's, yeah. And the fact that they do it with the when the, they take the bird's lead when it's his chorus, mm -hmm. they do it. When it's the human's chorus, they don't touch it. It's just it's amazing. I thought I'd turn this off. Here we go. Uh, so uh, it's amazing it, it, because it was an overt to me action of people want to play along. It's a, you know, and they're very fascinated with women and children. The mother. You know, the life givers, the love givers, you know, nurturers, you know, they're the, the nurturing of the two sexes. You know? So it's it's a sign of all those things that we know about these creatures, you know, those who have experienced them or heard enough people who have experienced it to know what's going on. Hmm. But they're interacting. It was really kind of funny, you know, and they were amused. And, and a good thing I commended the parents in the, in the book is I said, well, you know, uh, I commend you for not fostering fear or fright. You know, let them make a decision. They see you're not panicking. You and your husband have talked it over and decided it's not a threat. It's irritating. And there's been a few times where they've gotten aggressive and nasty and snarly like, you know, people do. Well, scratch squats do too. Well, they just say, stop it. And it stops. You know, I mean, somebody's acting out. You know, there's there's jerks everywhere. So there's always somebody in the crowd, you know. So sometimes a Sasquatch will just act inappropriately and do weird things and act aggressive and, and stuff like that. But, you know, right. it's, it's minimal. You know, because I think they're like humans in the cross section of humanity. You're going to have angels and demons mm -hmm. and, you know, crooks and politicians. Wait, they're the same. Excuse me. <laughs> and, 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 but you know what I mean? You're going to have all walks of life in there. So each one has their own you know, niche and skill set. You know, and the clans is a hierarchy and all that. But So it's just it, it, it was an interesting that they embraced it and did not reject it. Wow. You know. And it was, I think it was a slow indoctrination you know, mm -hmm. uh, and a slow acceptance. I mean, they've had structures and they've had rocks put on their, uh, on the hood of the car by the windshield and uh, some rocks put in the truck bed, you know, um, that weren't there overnight. I mean, they're just, they're under a tarp. So, you know, under the flatbed tarp, you know, the pickup truck, you got the flat yeah. tarp, you know, that pulls up, whatever. So, uh, they've had signs all along, and there was one night, so there was a lot of interaction. But my whole thing about that story is that uh, the parents were really open-minded, and as long as they set boundaries, 
everything's going to be fine. And they, we're encouraging the kids to, you know, enjoy it. One did, one didn't. He's been, <laughs> he's been kind of traumatized. But he's all serving our country somewhere. And uh, he'll be okay, you know. Mm-hmm. You know he knows it happened, but he just, you know, he can't believe like that poster on your back there says, I want to believe. <laughs> I can't, you know. I can't because we're taught from the time we come out of the birth canal that UFOs don't exist, Sasquatch don't exist, all kinds of other things don't don't exist. You know, right. life on other planets to till recently doesn't exist. And oh, oh wait, UFOs do exist. So oops, we lied about that. Oh, we're the government. Well, I'm so sorry. What's well, 80 years of misinformation? <laughs> you, know, you know, so it's gonna be the same with Sasquatch. There'll be a point with DNA and technology mm-hmm. that they can no longer lie. They'll have to come up with something. I mean, a lot of us in the business, and it is a business, know, you know, you know, you know yeah. what you've seen and experienced, you know, and you don't have to go preach it because, you know, you just don't. You don't have mm-hmm. to. I mean, you got a podcast, for God's sake. you <laughs> you got an audience every week, you know. But, I mean, it, it's a good forum. But, you know, you, uh, you know, it's going to be the same with Sasquatch. You're yeah. going to have to. And they're going to do the same thing. They're going to throw us a, a meaningless bone like we just got with the uh, TikTok videos. Yeah, I, I hope I hope they do. I mean, I was pretty disappointed with what the government came out with, or that was terrible, or, or didn't come out with. It was just a whole bunch of double speak, you know. Yeah, and, you know. So yeah. come on, man. I I, I know. It's an insult. I, I know what stuff they. Have. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and we're supposed to buy it. You know, I mean, it's just you going really. Oh come on, God, no, and, man, come on. And, and, and the same thing with Sasquatch. I know they're, we know, I know they're hiding that, you know. And there's reasons, you know, and uh, you know. Yeah, and, I think there's there's several reasons. I think some of it's logging. Um, bingo. I think some of it too might reveal some of our true origin. Bingo. And um, I trained you well, grasshopper. <laughs> And I think also we might have some humans might have some common abilities with Sasquatch that we might not be aware of. And if we started using those, it might become mm-hmm. an issue. Yeah, uh, I, I believe that. I, I believe we progressed it out of our psyche. You know, we have computers and planes and cars and technology and elevators and all kinds of shit. We buy store bought stuff, you know. We have machines to do everything for us, and we got we lost some cognitive ability, I think, because we don't have to. Yeah, I want to go to Australia, I turn on the TV, and there I'm there, and you know, I don't have to do anything, I don't have to work to go there or to read about it. Or I, you know, you push a button for everything, you know, mm-hmm. uh, you know, internet, TV, whatever, it's all done. So we've lost that. I think you know, levitation and mind speak or telepathy was entirely a possibility. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I think that's definitely one yeah. thing they don't want us to reactivate because then we can tell they're lying. I had yeah. I had an interesting guest. I guess it was last month or a month before. I don't know if you've ever heard of him, but his name is Sunbow True Brother. No, not him. Um, let me see what the name of his book is. Because you, you'll like it. You, you, you yeah. would love this guy's book. I'm um, going to write this down, so don't disappoint me. It's called... The Sasquatch Message to Humanity. Message. And he has books one and two. I got to catch up. And three. He's already got two. Yeah, he's got three. 
to Human Origins? Uh, well, it's just the first one is called the Sasquatch Message to Humanity: Conversations with Elder Camus. Okay, yeah, you'll, you'll find him. No, but um, he oh. said he was telling me like this whole book, all, these three books to him were basically, um, he he had, um, connected with Sasquatch through telepathy. And Sasquatch gave him this message to share with humanity about where our origins and how we're related to them and, and how it's related to UFOs. And yeah. It, it was really, really fascinating. That's pretty cool. Yeah. I put, uh, Mike Patterson, uh, he wrote the article for MUFON magazine. He was asked to do an article uh, for them that had to do with quantum, you know, mm-hmm. world. And so they got on the, and I put his, article for me find in my book the last the last chapter pretty good stuff and then it you know he's got ongoing relationship they have names for one another and uh well, it's some pretty heavy stuff yeah. going on he talks well, about the uh, paranormal the transcendental the you know the supernatural type existence that they, they're in i don't mean in any kind of evil way like you know church mm-hmm. and all that but just you know it's it, Beyond our realm thinking, and so uh, uh, interstellar, perhaps, uh, yeah. interdimensional, perhaps, you know, uh, anything's possible. Ask it Einstein is. or Hawking. You know? <laughs> but one of the things like oh. I, I find interesting is like like when I ask you why these people, why did they choose to reveal themselves to these people, and your answer was well because they respected the land, mm-hmm. and, and that was like basically part of his message too is about. You know, re- respecting the earth, you know, be becoming good stewards to to the environment. Yeah, you don't have to look ten feet to know that we are crapping all over our nest. You know, planet wise, we are just foul human beings. You know, wasteful and gross and trashy. You know, compared to the pristine world this once was. You know, you know that'll never come back. But we can do a whole lot better. But it's you know, it's Sasquatch. Yeah. I mean, they they see us as you know rapers and pillagers of the land. Yeah, in their eyes, but I think I think that I just I just I think though that they also sort of might see us as a relative too and want to be like you know hey guys you don't have mm-hmm. to do this. I'm from the last few people I've spoken to that are having ongoing relationships. They're really not too keen on humans. Right this minute, at least the ones that you know, they do not like humans overall. You know, uh, but they're here to teach a lesson to certain people that are picked for whatever reason, and they're supposed to learn these lessons, and so they have to deal with them, you know, whichever way you want. I got several people going through that stuff. Hmm. Are they yanking my chain? You know, I don't think so. You know, uh, it's that's just an aura of truth to them, and I'm hearing the same thing from other people that are unknown to one another, and that's not stuff you even read anywhere, maybe an extreme sci-fi magazine of the stuff that's going on. And so you just go, you know, there's got to be something there. You know, there's there's something there. There's an undercurrent of weirdness. You know, out of 300 plus witnesses, I interviewed with the BFRO. Uh, I had 100 reports published, not 97, but, you know, a good number. And half of those people, two-thirds, half, whatever, somewhere, they're telling me off the wall stuff on top of the report they told in the first place. 
I go, what? what? <laughs> you know? And it, it's awesome. It is. And then you hear from the next guy and the next woman and the next woman and the next daughter and her baby and uh, then the next two guys, the hunters, and all, all of a sudden these people are just you know, telling you, you know, you're going, there's, there's something there. How does the BFRO like handle like that type of information? Did they view Sasquatch as just a cryptid, an animal, or are they open they, to the other possibilities? I think they're open, perhaps, but you never see it. They, you know, I've had some of my reports, you know, that are not the same, uh, but they want everything to be, you know, a certain way. And it's really unfortunate, but, you know, uh, the only damage it does really is, you know, to the witnesses because, I mean, they've come out to tell their stories and they, uh, the stories, you know, mean a lot to them and to have them, you know, altered somehow, uh, it's not fair, but they've, they got a business to run. So, you know, it's, it's very frustrating. As a researcher. It's business, but it's also research. And you can't... It's supposed to be research. And, 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 and if you're not including all the data, then is it really research? Yep. Cannot argue that point. Very frustrating. Very frustrating. I, I, I mean, so, so many stranger phenomena that's associated with Bigfoot is, is common. Like, like, for example, orbs. Yeah. I, I mean, that's like one of the most common... Mm-hmm. Yeah, orbs, uh, ships, you know, spaceships, mm-hmm. not a lot, but enough to be questionable, you know. And of course, you know, my way of trying to find holes in all the, the theories would be to say, well, okay, if you see the Southwest coming out of a uh, spaceship, perhaps it's another one of the Earth animals that was taken and tested when they were releasing, you know. Uh, so, could be that they are not piloting the ships. It could be they are just like some cattle and humans. They're taken, they do tests, they bring them back. So, uh, but but beside the point, you know, uh, there's a, a weirdness and a strange connection that you know with UFOs and, and some BFO, you know, uh, Bigfoot sightings. Either one comes before the other, one comes after the other. Right. You know? And sometimes there's an orbit. It also has an effect on the people that experience Bigfoots too, right? There, there's some right. instances where the people who have Bigfoot experiences are not the same afterwards. Yeah, they're not. They're really not. I mean, you know, some of them take it uh, very personally, you know, when they see something like it affects them on a depth you probably can't even imagine. To, I mean, to your very core you, you it sounds very cliche but you can't even really imagine that feeling if it just changes if your view of the world is such and such and that's it and this thing appears what you know i mean everything's changed everything everything changes right and it's tracks and you're just going oh my god you listen to this guy and they've sat on it for some people sat on it 20 30 40 years because they can't can't even relive it it affects them that deeply. Maybe they're not as you know strong as others, or maybe they just it, their belief system is so shaken that that's the effect. You know, different people, different strokes. You know, so, yeah. uh, but it, it's a weird thing uh, that people do get changed. You know, but they're really relieved when they finally tell somebody that's not going to laugh at them. You know, 
uh, or just, you know, and give them theories as to why it is or isn't. Right. You know? But don't show disbelief in this day. I mean, you know, they're, they're burying their souls, man, you know. Uh, and some of the theories they come up with and you end up coming up with from that theory is is maybe no good in a couple of years. Mm-hmm. But you keep it around because you don't know. If you don't know, don't discard it. Just put it back there. Remember you have it. Put it in a file and, and move on. But, you know, when this stuff starts piling up, you have to start paying attention to it. You just do, you know. You still can't explain it necessarily. It's very frustrating, you know, but... It's the fact that it's happening with sane, non-medicated people, you know, walking around the planet, having these experiences, you know, just with Sasquatch people, not to mention any of the orbs or paranormal stuff, you know, mm-hmm. and all that. Uh, there's something there. There's obviously something there. I mean, even in the paranormal, the, uh, the, the quantum and all of that math, it's all there, you know, and you, it, it's... It's just fantastic to hear it and, and be exposed <laughs> to it. You know, it's just really cool. Are, are you still communicating that with that guy who's been having Bigfoot experiences for like the last 40 years? Yeah. And yeah. Uh, I got actually mentioned it. Like me and Ron talked about it a little bit too. I mentioned yeah. that guy. Forehead? Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm, uh, uh, he's uh, you know, a big chunk of the second book. So, yeah. Uh, David Allen. Yeah, it's uh, it, it will just blow your mind. It's just, you know, I won't even, I just found out a couple of days ago uh, one of the islands he's kind of sitting on. And it's really, he's kind of isolated. I think he's a little awkward socially and he doesn't uh, have Facebook or anything like that. And he just wants to be, you know, left alone, but he wants to get this out. And so he's got some amazing stuff, some sort of normal stuff, but some really, oh my God stuff. Hmm. You know, and uh, I wouldn't even say religious, but very spiritual and earthy in nature, you know, more trying to teach you about the earth and who we are, how we got here kind of stuff. And, you know, the the frustration of the Sasquatch that are having with him because he's being a little obtuse, doesn't understand or refuses to understand or. You know that kind of thing. Same, but it's been going on with him and his dad. His dad's passed, but uh, yeah, since he was uh, 13, 14. I gotta get him on. Sixty-five now. <laughs> uh, good luck. I have a, I have enough. You know, I have enough trouble getting into. You know, we, he and I've got a, a pretty good deal going communication-wise. So mm-hmm. we've got we've got it down. And he was one of the ones that contacted me. You know, he'd been on a few other shows, and he didn't. You know, didn't think he did all that well. And, People were kind of like, oh, I don't know about that. And just kind of cold to the idea of the things that he was experiencing. So, but he is just belched forth all this data. I mean, I got like nine emails from him today. You know, uh, I mean, if he ever wants to come on with you, yeah, he and, might. And, and yeah. I would, just, and I would just hang in the background. Yeah. Well, it would. It would be. I have to. And, I, and I could do a phone call in through Zoom and. Yeah, he, uh, he doesn't have a Facebook. He doesn't have a working computer at home. So he's on a flip phone. Yeah, we could do that, though. I, can, <laughs> yeah, I, could, I know you can. I, I, can run a, I can run a phone and Zoom at the same time to yeah. record. I don't know if he would even do it. You know, I think he's quite comfy where he's at. You know, he's he's a, he's a reclusive, you mm-hmm. know. Uh, but but he, he, sound, he sounds a lot like that guy who I just told you about who wrote that book. Mm-hmm. It is. 
I don't think that's a coincidence. No, no. There are no coincidences. No. I don't believe coincidence. I don't believe coincidence at all. I mean, you know, well, it's just a coincidence I met my wife. I met my wife. No, I was supposed to be. You say, you're supposed to meet your wife. What a coincidence. If I hadn't <laughs> taken that left. No, you're supposed to take that left. You know, 12 years from now, they're going to make you, you're going to be taking a right turn onto a street with, uh, you know, blinking red light. Just, you know, boom. And that's, that's how it's going to happen. So, you know, that stuff note is preordained that far in advance. But anyway, so yeah, these people, oh my God, they're so affected. Oh my gosh. It just, it, it blows my mind, you know. And he's one, you know, and he's, uh, uh, the one guy I wanted to say, I mentioned before, I talked about him, is uh, the guy with, six hours of missing time doing a Bigfoot event. Oh, this sounds good. Yeah. He uh, contacted me, and uh, he's quite a successful man. Lives in a very isolated cabin, and um, he's got his own business done very well, and uh, he's a boring guy. He likes to be boring. And that's his thing. I want to be boring. I want to be left alone. So anyway, uh, his wife gets pregnant. They move, you know, moved into this cabin. They is two bedroom cabin. So they get pregnant. All of a sudden, boom, they got a baby. It's full. So they decide to expand the house. So she she moves out. And uh, during this time, before she moved out, they had had a couple of events where she heard a gigantic human of some type running around the outside of the house for some reason. The outside lights wouldn't work, and so it was running around the house. She called the cops. You know, and he got there and she was like freaked, you know, that there was a giant man and the lights, when they got there, finally the lights started working again. You know, I don't attribute it to Squatch exactly, but it, it just, they do that intermittently. Sometimes they don't go on at all. Like they didn't go on when it first happened. Then it went on, then it turned off again. So, you know, I don't get that much credence, but anyway, uh, and then he had been mowing his yard on another day. He'd been mowing his yard. He watched these uh, two Sasquatch, a very large one and a smaller one, either man or woman or just a, a, a juvenile, uh, watching him on this hill overlooking his property while he mowed his yard. He looked up and saw them. And they were just, they stood there watching him mow the yard for five minutes. Totally bizarre. So they'd had a few experiences, you know. They weren't unaware. Right. But uh, so when he... Sends the wife off to live with her parents a few miles down the road while because they got to turn the electricity off in the house and that's under construction. He uh, he runs his business during the day and the afternoon he takes off and runs the construction crews that are working his house. He's like contracting, doing all the contracting on his house. And so he comes and runs that until dark. And then he goes and crashes in a 30 foot trailer on the property, you know, since you know it's got plumbing and everything. Anyway, so one night he and his 110-pound police-trained German Shepherd, badass dog, according to him, uh, were just out, and he was putting up some tools. It was about 10, 10 o'clock at night, 10.30, you know. Uh, they work at night, at late, and it's, it's lit up. And so uh, they're putting stuff away. All of a sudden, he sees a Sasquatch walking at him. This badass dog just sits and doesn't cower, but just does nothing. It just sits there, doesn't growl or bark. It's police trained. I mean, it normally, if it saw that, if it's just a squirrel, it's after it. You know, it's gone. And so the dog was just kind of sitting there. And so they went, oh my God, oh God. So he, he went through the true, uh, the two rest of the tools in the house. Then he runs through this travel trailer and locks himself from the travel trailer, him and the dog. 
and he realizes he doesn't have his gun, so he goes to the kitchen in this travel trailer, 32 foot travel trailer. Uh, he looks in the drawers and finds a knife, a big old kitchen knife, you know. And so he runs into, uh, and while he's doing this, he can see through the shades that the Sasquatch is walking around the house, looking in the windows, you know. He's, oh my God. So they run and barricade themselves in the bathroom, him and this dog, you know. And he's standing there like this, you know, waiting for the Sasquatch, you know, because he knows he's going to break in the house and kill him, you know. Next thing he knows, it's 5.30 in the morning. It's about 10.30 at night. It was, uh, no, it was 11.30 at night. Uh, he woke up at 5.30. And the only reason he woke up was the sound of the contractor showing up to start working on the house. Get there early, you know, sun up. It's in the Northeast. So six hours. And he was in the same position, him and the dog. He was in the same position with the knife pointed at the door that he was at 11.30 at night. The dog was sitting next to him in like a trance, just looking at the door. But it was it was it was in a trance. It was not asleep. Dogs mm-hmm. don't sleep sitting up. So they, uh, you know, it was in a trance, and it finally snapped to and came to. But he was, from his interpretation, the dog was in the same position and mind process as he was at eleven thirty when this happened. So they lost six hours. Wow. I suggested you know some uh, regressive hypnosis. Yeah, that's what I would say. Because I've done that. I've done that a few times. And uh, he's not comfortable with that yet. I'm not sure he really wants to know. And I respect that, you know, I mean, if, if, because that's one of these people that was just ordinary Joe. That's how he wanted his life. He wanted to be married, have a family, live in the woods, live off the land, run his business, be successful, make money, retire, and all that, you know, just do the whole thing, the whole American dream. And so that's all he wanted, you know, and this is like, been one of those weird interruptions, you know. And it was, it, he's one of those people that are just plucked out of nowhere to have this experience. Wow. So what happened during the six hours? And I suggested that, and he he would consider it, but he's not ready. He just isn't ready to accept what might have happened. He doesn't want to know what happened. He's not even fantasizing or trying to figure what happened. He's trying to forget it, you know. But it was there. It happened, and the dog was totally stunned from the time it saw that squatch. It it was trained to attack and kill. Like I said, it was a police trained dog. This guy could afford, you know, spending a lot of money on a dog. That is so, strange. Yeah, it was very strange. And I said, I really have no explanation other than reverse, you know, re- regression hypnosis. Find out where those missing six hours went. You know. Can, can, can you do the hypnosis yourself? Do you know how to do it? No, no, I do a lot of, uh, my wife and I meditate almost every night, you know, so I meditate with, you know, it's a type of hypnosis, and yeah. usually some of the, uh, the pineal uh, sound vibrations, you know, it's just the vibrations playing, mm-hmm. it's the optimum areas of your chakras, uh, at different levels, you know, uh, 30, 50, 70, 75, 80, I, I can't remember what the numbers are, but, you know, there are different levels that you can listen, listen to Yeah. a monotonous tone. You know, it kind of ebbs and flows, and uh, it's you know meditative. So I don't know. I don't know if self hypnosis. Kind of wish you could. You know, I'm afraid if I did it, I'd do it a traffic light or something. <laughs> it's it's on my to do list to learn how to do it. Yeah, I had more. I think it's, all, I I think it's a matter time. of I, it's a matter of mind mind over matter. You know, you just you just gotta you know get rid of the I can't do it and just be able to concentrate and take yourself somewhere. You mm-hmm. know? That, that's my trouble. My mind 
is always on fire. There's something always going on. And I, I, it's hard for me to sleep. And so I have to kind of, you know, put up with all that uh, chaos going on in my head, you know. Um, but I still get stuff done. Uh, I'm like the opposite. I don't think I have any thoughts. Well, you do, do look like you have kind of a blank look on your face, you know. Always. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. Just kidding. Just kidding. You know, I have this look, you know, just that, you know, it, 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 it was funny. You know. I <laughs> may have had a thought once. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Back in 75, I remember that day. Yeah, it's funny. Last time I knew, I was 47. <laughs> Wait, not, are, are you missing time? Uh, no, not that kind of time. <laughs> <laughs> no, not at all. You know, it's bizarre. It's just you know things went by real fast. All of a sudden, here I am. I know it goes too fast. Holy crap! So, but you know, uh, my habituation people are doing good. You know, the books are okay. You know, that's why I, I signed with this um, fray because they have connections and they know the ins and outs of book publishing, and I don't. So, I don't know. Um, you know, whether I get rich, uh, I'm not going to get rich. You don't make any kind of money writing books. You know that. I know. <laughs> you know, if you break even, you're doing excellent. You know? Yeah. I've made a little more than that, but, you know, I'm self-published up, up until now. So I'm not. Now they're doing the publishing, not me. So, but, you know, that was a lesson. And something I could always go back to. Mm -hmm. It didn't work out or whatever. I just got tired and part ways or whatever. I am going to miss the color photos. Huh? I love the, I'm going to miss the color photos. Yeah, I will too. You know, but, you know, I may get to a point where I can maybe issue a one color issue with a little of everything in it, you know. Uh, color. Mm hmm That costs money. And I get it. You know, but we, we can, maybe that's something we can, you know, talk about doing. You know, because I kind of miss it too, you know, and, uh, but people aren't reading it for the pictures. You can get all the fake pictures and crap you want on the internet, you know. So why do they want to see pictures in, the, in a book? You know, when you're not there, it's not 3D, it's 2D, and it's it's not the same, you know. Uh, you know how it is. If yeah. you've got a picture, it's too good to be true. It probably is. Has, has there been it. any um, recent videos or pictures that you've found of interest on the internet lately, some evidence? Uh, no, I don't cruise the internet for that stuff. Uh, I'll pull it up here in a second. I want to get it's on my phone. It's really clear. Uh, and it's in the second book. Uh, you don't have that, right? I don't have the second one, no. Okay. I'll have to mail it to you. I have this one right here. The orange one? I always yeah, keep it right good. next to me. Yeah, it's like a Bible, isn't it? It is. I, I sleep with and, it under my pillow. And a flash water. And a flash water. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I use it for yeah, no, I'm just kidding you know? uh, but uh, yeah I, I'll mail you one uh, but uh, what were we talking about? Oh, I asked you if there's any evidence that you've come across lately uh, well I was going to show you this uh, photo it's on my phone uh, yeah in the book uh, this guy uh, he has probably in a an eighth of an acre quarter of an acre 15, 20 cameras. Got cameras taking pictures of cameras, taking pictures of cameras, you know. Mm -hmm. So, uh, and I'll find the picture here in a minute as soon as the phone warms up. Uh, it, he doesn't hunt the property near as much as a guy he lets hunt the property. And so this guy, and I, I've been to the property, so I know exactly what he's talking about. Uh, that uh, he was 
done hunting for the day. It was around noon. He was done hunting. He was there from like five o'clock till noon. And he was about to get down and he sees a Sasquatch walk up. And I've been there. It's probably 25 yards the most from the blind to where this creature walked up between these this trail that went through the trees and led to a very small trickle of a creek. And so uh, it turns and looks at him and sees him and he's looking at him. And he turns left and walks right by a camera. I mean, literally, and you want, I'll show you the picture. You'll see how close, probably within a foot <laughs> or two. And it is the clear as a bell picture of his hand. I'm not talking to blurred crap. I'm talking. Oh, yeah, yeah. You, you actually emailed me. You emailed me that picture. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, let me find the uh, gallery. Uh, but it's. And so they looked at each other and he walked right by. And if you see the, the camera shot, the hand is virtually virtually clear. There's mm-hmm. not much you cannot see. You can see the wrinkles on the knuckles, you see the fingernails, but you see the background a little blurry, which means it may have bumped into that camera. It was that close. It may have bumped in with his a leg or his butt or something. Who knows? Uh, but you'll see. Uh, I just want to show you a, a picture uh, in person because it's uh, something else. Is that it? No. I'll find it. Uh, but anyhow, they looked at each other and it was just like, okay, uh, I see you. And it just walked off. Uh, it turned away from where he was and walked straight to the, uh, if it's coming up here. Yeah. Oh, there it is. Can you see this? Yeah, that's incredible. It's in the book. <laughs> That's can, de- I, that is I definitely not my, a bear. That's for sure. I cannot see my my screen on here. It, it looks or, like almost like like something like from an orangutan or something. Yeah, well, not not in where this was. You know, this is definitely USA. <laughs> and the only thing I did to that photo, it's it's in the book, is that I took the time date stamp off. Number one, it was wrong. Mm-hmm. Number two, it you know identifies the potentially. Uh, Maker and model, and the person who owns the camera. Some people name their cameras like I do. <laughs> oh, it's a, Carter's number one, Carter's number two. Well, that must be Carter Bajori. Yeah, yeah I know which cameras you're getting yeah. the picture off of. Yeah, but that was cool that he walked right in front of the camera. So, to that point, you know. There's the theory, and I do believe this theory for the most part, that they can interfere with electronics somehow or detect them. Yeah. And so, but you have to be aware of your surroundings. Maybe this is one of those human-like Sasquatch people who isn't paying attention and runs a red light. Mm-hmm. But you know, metaphorically, you know, in other words, you didn't see that camera. What the heck's wrong with you? I mean, I'm you know, pay attention. You, you know. And so it's a rarity to get that. And there's another shot that I have in the book. Uh, it's it's pretty good too. Uh, but uh, anyway, I turn this back off. Uh, so it's uh, it's just bizarre that they have this stuff going on, and they have all these cameras. They don't they don't share the photos anymore. I mean, he said, I just don't want to, you know, I just want to tell somebody about this that knew what to do and stuff. And we talked, and I went and visited the property. I went and stayed two nights there, and uh, I walked. The entire property you know it used to be a very thriving place but there is an area where two big game trails cross 
mm-hmm. right in the middle of this mostly dry creek, creek bed. And you're like going, oh my gosh. It's not necessarily a food source. I did not see any deer or turkey or anything while I was there. Sometimes I would just sit and watch. You don't see anything. And so, you know, it, it was not like a, a real big feeding place. I didn't see any deer. But it's a place they crossed. They came on the way to someplace else, mm-hmm. you know, through the longest ridgeway up there or down this old creek bed that doesn't even have creeks. And it's all rocky anyway. There's not going to be any footprints or anything. So, uh, but it, it was interesting in that it was not like a feeding ground. You didn't see any dead, any carcasses, carcasses and nothing. You saw nothing, you know. And so uh, it was it's just interesting that, you know, that was a crossroads, but not a great hunting spot. I didn't see any life there. They said they don't, they don't either. They're looking more for, for pictures than hunting, you know. But, you know, the one guy hunts to feed his family, you know. So he gets enough to feed his family every year. That's what he lets him do. So that's the guy that you know, brought the picture home. So pretty cool story, you know. And that's not, there's nothing paranormal about that. That is, that, that is what it is. It's a picture of a Sasquatch finger. Yeah, you know, yeah. I mean, show yeah. me that it's not, you know. And I know the source. And if I, I'd, I'd tell you, it's just not, it's not fake, you know. It could be, you know, I thought of everything. Snapping turtle. I thought of whatever you could come up with. A beaver hand. <laughs> top, top fingers. Or, yeah, I was just trying to think of things you would come up with. And it's just not there. It's, you know, within a few feet. And it was that close to the camera. You know, it, I don't think it was all that tall. Six, eight feet, six, seven feet. How like that? But he just walked right in front. It was hmm. bizarre. He didn't get the memo. You know, hey. Tallywhacker, <laughs> you dumbass! You walked in front of a human camera. What are you doing? You know, I mean, you can hear it now. You know, only if you're crazy you can hear it now. But you know what I mean? It's just, <laughs> it's like, you know, you don't, you don't do that. But sometimes I don't think they're in tune. You know, it, it no. just shows they. He could have been looking at a, a a pretty squatch. You know, like when I'm driving, sometimes when I miss a red light, it's because I'm. I'm checking out a hot girl's ass or something like that. Yeah, yeah. How many tickets have you got? Hmm? How many tickets have you gotten? None. <laughs> You're damn good then. But yeah, these uh, when they when they when they see them and they have been taught all their lives, you know, we're all taught from the time we fell out of the birth canal that we certain things don't exist ufos don't exist sasquatch don't exist you know champlain doesn't exist log nest doesn't exist nothing you know nothing exists and, and so that's all you are taught and so that's what you believe because that's what you taught. that's why some people have such a hard time because it's such a core belief for some odd reason that it shocks them when they have this thing that they've taught all their life and you can't help it you know take 10 generations you know that's 250 years of disinformation about you know life on other planets and all right. of a sudden cryptic world and what have you you know Loch Ness and Mothman all, all the things you know they're possible you know there's you're taught that so you and then the teachers who teach you they're Teaching you, and some of you go on to be teachers, and you teach the same people. And you're handing out a book and say, "Teach this. This is it." You know, you have no say so in the curriculum. Very, very rarely do you. And so, um, 
we're, we're, we're hopeless. I mean, we're taught that. So you have to overcome being taught that unless you have to have a very open mind and active mind and do something about it early on, just because you're the curious type. That's what it really takes. You gotta be curious. <laughs> I guess that really? I, would fall, I would fall into that category because yeah, I've always be been curious, curious and I've always just believed. I've always just said yeah. there's too much evidence for these things to do, discard it. Like mm-hmm. I was mentioning earlier, like you can't just dismiss all the data. Can't. Yeah. This can not exist. It it can exist. You know, does it exist? There's too much evidence for something going on. Yeah. Give it at least that, you know, and it goes further than that, of course, out of my area of expertise uh, to a large degree. But, uh, you know, there's some things going on that enough people are reporting. If you, if you just take, you know, percentages and say, okay, 10, 15, 20% of these people, maybe more, are saying these things and things similar in the same genre, in the same range. And you go, dang it. I, I got to look at that. I, I, I just, I got to give it the time of day. I, I just, I, I've got to like go, okay, we're going to talk about this, you know? And, and so uh, it's okay. I don't, I don't mind it. I, I enjoy it. I, you know, I'm open to all kinds of odd things. You know? <laughs> Me too. Gonna, Me too. With, and it's particularly with Sasquatch. I mean, I didn't think this before I started doing the podcast, but after interviewing a lot of investigators and people like you and Ron and some other people, I think now that there's a conscious connection with with these beings. Mm -hmm. And I also think there's a spiritual side to it. And it, it all comes down to, like, being open. Yeah. That's it. That's several people I've talked to talk about having a good heart and an open mind. You know, you have to have an open mind, even consider the possibility of the things that you've been taught. If you're a 45 year old person, you've got 45 years of teaching to undo. Mm -hmm. Unless you have a curious mind and sought this out on your own ahead of time. But if you haven't and you're still curious, this will be the time to start scratching your head and you're like, eh, I don't know. You know, uh, there is other things out there. You know, the, the Sasquatch is one of those things I, I glommed on to the early experiences and, and exposure to reports and people seeing things and just like, oh my gosh, this is something that's right here in my backyard, literally. I can go drive 25 miles and go, and go find an area where I've seen, seen footprints and handprints. Do you, do you think there's any connection between Bigfoot and some of the other cryptids out there? You know, I've heard of a couple of reports that I haven't made public because they're, you know, they're, they're not, they were secondary to the event, uh, but they both reported uh, a dogman side very, very shortly after a Sasquatch event. Mm-hmm. And, uh, both of them were probably 75, 50 to 75 miles south of where I am here in Liberty, Missouri. Wow, that's close. So, uh, two unrelated people, same kind of area, you know, same general area. Uh, it's a conservation area down there. And they both said, oh, by the way, after they reported their Sasquatch event, which I both, I had both of those published. Uh, I don't know if they're Class A or Bs, but they're both published. Uh, to be a faro. 
um, the they said, I got something else I want to run by you. You know, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. You know, it was just right at the end, you know, it's just like, so you got the good stuff now or what's the deal? But it wasn't really, really great stuff. But it was the first time I've been exposed to Dogman hmm. or alleged Dogman sightings. They both describe somewhat the same creature and probably within 25 miles of one another. Real close. So, so do you think there's a relationship? You know, this is not the first time I've heard that there might be some relationship between Sasquatch and Dogman. It might be. I, I kind of think it's almost a, a, symbi- a symbiotic type thing. Um, the uh, Sasquatch and coyotes kind of work together a lot. Oh, definitely. It seems like Sasquatch there's always coyotes. Ready to kill, coyotes ready to kill, whatever. And uh, they just ask for it and abandon it. So they, so it's the same with, I think, the Dogman uh, and Squatch would be the same alpha type predators, you know, from what I understand I've never had an experience with a dog man or is carnivorous or is often they haven't decided but mm-hmm. that's that's not a fact but that those are the two toss-up areas right now so but they both described it in general uh, the same thing one of them described it as uh, Brandon uh, what's his name uh, Brandon Fraser uh, the mummy mm-hmm. look of the God, uh, I can't remember, Osiris, I'm not sure the God, but it looked like a sheep, a man with yeah. a sheep. And it was uncanny, the description they described it was looking exactly like that, but they only saw it from the knees up because it was walking in a, a field full of weeds and stuff. It was, you know, knee high. So, uh, and the other guy uh, just caught a glimpse of a backside and he looked around and kept going. So, but there were, in the same like, like I said, 25 mile area. I mean, that's that's not a stretch, you know, as far as range goes. It was weird, but they were afterthoughts. They didn't get any detail and, and say, well, they didn't even have a height reference. They had nothing to. They never even thought enough about it to guess at it until like right now. So they go, I, well, I don't know. It was it was big, but I don't know. It, you know, there's no data, but it was just an event that they, you know, it's weird that. In the same area they would frequent, you can't imagine they do not share kills at times yeah. or defer to one or the other. One of the things I have heard from like Dogman reports is that Dogman attempts to be more aggressive towards humans. Like I've heard about Dogman attacking cars and chasing people. Mm-hmm. So, well, I did that when I was seventeen. Does that count? Yeah. Yeah. No, I used to chase cars when I was 17. You did? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I, I, I used to moon cars. <laughs> I No, I remember that was a thing back in the 60s. I never got that far. I was usually driving, <laughs> I was usually driving the getaway car. Yeah, so I, it's funny. But, uh, so, um, but the, the Sasquatch people, uh, according to my guy in... Canada are trying to teach certain people lessons to possibly pass on to explain to them how the world works and what's going on with the Sasquatch people. And you hear these stories and you're going, man, that doesn't sound real, but it sounds really similar. And there's no wavering in the data. There's no 
you know, I've asked the tough questions and they've given me the tough, you know, if you answers and, and that's okay. And I don't disbelieve anything. You know, I, I know they saw and experienced certain things and just because I haven't experienced it doesn't mean a darn thing. Right. It really doesn't. It doesn't mean a darn thing that I just, and that's why people disregard Sasquatch stuff and UFO stuff in general as well. I don't have to believe that, you know, I don't, you know, that's not my thing and I don't care and no, I can't exist and go away, but that stuff's going on. It's bizarre. It's just really bizarre. Yeah. It's interesting. Um, how about like any flying cryptids? Do you think there's any connection there? I have not seen or heard of any from any of my reports. I've heard separate reports. <clears throat> They're second hand. I don't have any habituation people or anybody that I've taken reports for that have reported a flying cryptid of any kind. They've reported these beings in trees. Mm-hmm. Obviously, these beings, they weren't anything but a Sasquatch high up in a tree. Uh, and so, but other than that, they, they, nobody has reported that, you know, and mm. I find it kind of odd. I cover a bunch of around the March Train National Forest and Humongous, you know, it doesn't mean there's not reports out there, you know, there's just nobody talking about it. You tell them to see a Sasquatch, uh, that's not as big a deal as if you tell somebody you saw a Mothman or, or, or another cryptid, they're going, you out of your mind? They almost take a big for, for, for granted, but you see anything outside that spectrum is like you know, baloney, malarkey, mm. bizarre. bizarre. But Bigfoot's been around forever. I mean, even you know, ever since it, it's existed in Native American culture forever. Oh my God! Yeah, what ten thousand years? I mean, they go back. You could take the uh, dating of the glyphs, if the word. Uh, you know, in uh, Arizona and uh, mm-hmm. New Mexico and some parts of Colorado. But these things are really, really ancient and they go way, 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 way back and they depict a creature much like a Sasquatch in, amongst a tribe of Indians. And what is that? I mean, it, there's no uh, there's no symbology that I'm aware of. There it could be. I don't think there is any symbology of that creature to an existing uh Indian myth, you know, so it's not an Indian thing. It's a, it's a real thing. They, the Sasquatch are real. They had a, a relationship and believe a lot of the reports from the elders and their elders that they had a relationship of trading food and other items, other food items, mostly, uh, for years and they protected each other, you know, and they, they didn't rape and pillage the land. They they had a relationship where you take this, I take that, or I'm not food, you take that, go ahead. I mean, they they worked with one another. It was like a relationship. So uh, that's been going on forever. Yeah. That stuff's all passed down, including the uh, you know Native American spirits of humans. You know, not that the Sasquatch aren't fully capable of knowing they were. You know, we're not really good for the earth anyway. You know, so we got all that going for us. You know. We're not good people. <laughs> Who do you think came first, us or the Squatch? I think the Squatch has been here a while. I think it's been here before us, too. Yeah. Uh, you know, and I, I don't, 
know, I don't follow the Bible or any of that stuff to any kind of degree because it's just not my, you know, sphere of interest as far as this subject goes. And so, you know, but, you know, I don't think we go back all that far, biblically speaking. What is it? 6,000 years? I don't know. What is, what is that number? Well, I think for humans right now, the scientific. We're talking uh, about the, bibli the biblical number. Oh, the biblical only goes back like, yeah, maybe 6,000. So, what the heck? You know, these guys could have been here a long time before. We're we're the invaders. They suddenly jumped as far as technology goes. Mm. You know, so maybe you know they're the grudging matches of the planet. They have to show us compassion and kindness, even if I don't necessarily want to. Yeah, but 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 according to the science, we've been around, as far as they know so far, three hundred thousand years for humans. And there's also a lot of evidence too now that uh, humans, we we existed and lived alongside of other bipedal humanoid uh, mm -hmm. beings too. Like we weren't the only, okay. the only ones. Oh, it's entirely possible. You know, I mean, you have to be open to all that because it just conventional sciences, you know, really are enemy as far as this subject goes they're not open at all to anything you know and i think they know full well i think you know uh, the government and forestry people they all full well, well what is going on mm -hmm. you know this uh, it's a staggering thing you know you have to wonder why is this that big a deal if it's just an undiscovered ape roaming the forests and caves of north america so what they find those what every few years they found one last year or the year before you know some type of cryptid or hominid yeah. you know they found them you know and they're relic hominids as they call and so you know who came first you know we're we're so advanced and, and we have to just be either an implant or somebody messed with them genetically you know uh it's a whole other topic but uh, you know Squats have been here, they know all, and so they, they just are. They just, they're just here, you know, and, you know, we're too advanced for them. We, we're not going to listen. <laughs> Way too advanced, you know. Oh. We're not to their liking. I, I think they're more advanced. I think we've just, <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't think we're, I, I think we have to learn something. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I think we're sort of coming to that point where where we have a choice of either we're going to learn that our lesson, or uh, I don't know, someone's just going to wipe us out. Yeah. Well, it's it's just kind of weird, you know. As I entered the fourth trimester of my life, it never occurred to me this is the kind of world I'd be in, you know, with all the. Uh, the hatred and disease and all the division and just it, all the negativity. It's just like very bizarre. It is uh, bizarre. Uh, I mean, I'm probably in the third trimester of my life. Mm -hmm. And um, I don't know. It was, it was weird because during a certain period of time, I was like, even like 30 years ago, it seemed like people were sort of coming together and things were sort of going in the right direction and and then I don't know what happened. It all just kind of went to hell, sort of. Yeah, sure did. Yeah, really 
That's why I spend as much time as I can in the woods. I don't have to jack with humans, you know. Uh, it's just, you know, there's, there's more to offer in the woods anyway, you know. So it, it's a good thing, you know. The odds of, you know, something happening is, is pretty good in my neck of the woods. Are, are you doing any uh, events coming up? I'm doing a, uh, it's a Paraton Spirit Fest in uh, Independence, Missouri. That is uh, September 10th through the 12th. Otherwise, you know, I've got a couple of podcasts coming up. I've done about nine or ten in the last month. It's amazing. Yeah, even even around on the podcast lately. Yeah, it's bizarre, you know. Are you going to, isn't there a Bigfoot conference in Tennessee coming up? I think it just Gatlinburg, or did it pass already? I think it just passed. I think it just had it. Uh, you know, I don't do those things. I just, I, you know, I'm so busy. I'm happy with my work where I'm at, and I just, I don't go do all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, I'm more intent on doing a little work than I am hanging out with the gang. You know, so that's my my nature. You know. But, you know, I spent uh, 12 years with the BFRO, so I've talked to all these people and the people from the podcast and the people from my website, and you just go, there's something weird going on. It's not like a weird religious experience or anything. There's something a little more, not a little more, a lot more to the Sasquatch than the dumb ape in the woods. They're just is you know uh they have a language that tells you right there they're not done anything much you know they they can count they knock they they, they have ways of communicating so it's just um you have to know this and believe it but you have to also be able to do the fact that they can have other powers oh absolutely you know and that's the hard part is getting that across to people but i've had weird things myself but i also endorse it because these people are describing some of the same type of events uh, that I've been witness to or been in myself. You know? And so uh, when you, you take that into consideration, these people are just legit. And it's, it's describing real events. You have to document, if nothing else. But when they all start running together, it's like, okay, there's a pattern here. You know, There's something to this weirdness. There just is. There's something to it. Can't put your finger on it yet, but there is something to it. What do you think would happen if we figured it out? Like, say, we figured out that, yes, we've come up with scientific proof that Sasquatch does exist and it has supernatural abilities. Boy, that knowledge would have to fall into the right hands immediately i think because there's going to be a fight for that information you know for personal and industrial gains you know so to the highest bidder and you know some people will do you just don't know but it's just you know when there's that kind of data available you know i think there'll be a big fight over it Hmm. I think the already know is just being hidden. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, I, I agree with that. I, you know, th- 
we've said this before, but the government knows, the scientific community knows, but won't admit it. You know, the uh, the lumber and paper companies, you know, uh, and, and and their political action groups uh, can influence votes and legislation. You know, so there's a lot of influence there to deny the existence. You know. And uh, they're not have to prove they exist. You know, we are. You know, they they are, and they exist. <laughs> and people see them. You know, everyday people. The you know, guy sitting across from you in the in the bus or at the mall lunching at or whatever. You know, you're sitting there, and it happens to weird people at weird times. It's 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 it's, it's a great thing. Do you do you think they would ever reveal themselves to us? Just come out and say, "Hey, here we are." I think it's more like. Very slow process, kind of like my lady throw the wallet, walk out from behind a tree and expose itself, right? In broad daylight. It's going to be an indoctrination of that over a slow basis, you know. I don't think they want to be found out all at once because uh, that will relate, release some mayhem perhaps for someone trying to capture or kill one, you know, much more earnestly than perhaps they already are. Mm-hmm. You have to take that into consideration. So, um, I don't think they could be captured or killed. Well, according to some, they can be killed, but captured would be another thing entirely. Why waste your I mean, they're smarter than we are. You just have to catch them at the right place at the right time, I guess, or the right weapon. So I'm told uh, that harm can be done to them, you know. Mm. You hear about it, you know. Uh, one of the stories I got uh, from a guy in Canada was he was on a logging crew, and you know, stop me if you heard this before, but uh, you know, uh, they were driven up to the remote areas of somewhere in British Columbia. I don't know where, just some godforsaken place to replace the trees that had been logged over the years. You know, and somewhere when you got to where they pulled in, there was there's 12 of them and the foreman. And so they split into two groups and one group went out and they kind of stayed in this one little area that was already cleared up. And when they started planting trees and they all and the other group ran up over the ridge and they were following footprints they found. And they were following over the ridge down another ridge and the people that were over there. Uh, we're seeing these footprints all over the place and they started getting giddy and hilarious and euphoric and acting weird and running all over the place and all excited. Ooh. It was just the bizarrest thing. And they all were affected that way. And they didn't know why. And they're all showing each other prints and stuff. And there was cleared out areas and there, there was like hundreds of prints everywhere. Giant ones, small ones, mediary ones, you know, I mean, handprints, clears them all, all over the place. But they were all affected with this euphoric sensation. Where does it sound? They're all affected with this yeah, euphoric sensation. And and the foreman was trying to get them in in, uh, in control and couldn't do it. And so the guys that went over the ridge, the other six, they thought they were being attacked by Sasquatch. They heard them. They saw them shaking trees, giant 100-foot trees. They were shaking these giant trees, so they were waving 100 feet in the air. And so they thought they were being attacked. And all they were doing was running them off. 
you know, the Sasquatch were running the humans off. Mm -hmm. So they come running over the hill and added all the confusion. Long story short, they work for the slogging company. They tell them, you know, the foreman interviews them all, talks to them and says, okay, this never happened. You don't say a word. And if you do, you're fired. And next time they went out, six guys never came back. And he had replaced each one of six people. They put them all on each different cruise. So there, there was no one to talk to about this event to cut down on the, but you know, you don't talk about it to anybody ever again, period. You know, you talk, you're fired. So uh, that happens somewhat routinely. You, you, you don't know. It's all a rumor of yeah. myth, but you know, it's, uh, you hear stories like that from, you know, the horse's mouth, you know, somebody working on a crew at 19 in the seventies, you know, you go, Oh, Oh, okay. There's some data there, you know, Mm -hmm. And he went back out, and they basically they were told just, you know, you don't say a word, this never happened. Don't talk about it. And he split them up to make sure. Hmm. Just, it follows the company line, you know, quoting. That can cost us millions. And uh, do we have to take out an occasional squatch? It's rumored. Uh, or are they driven away? It's rumored. Uh, but, you know, there's a real seamy business side to Sasquatch issues. Sad. That kind of stuff. You know. They're yeah. in the way of profits. Yeah, that's terrible. Yeah, American way. Screw those companies, man. They don't even but, need they don't even need that wood. They could grow hemp. Yeah. Yeah, grow hemp. Yeah, well, hemp, it's a rumor. Bamboo. It's, yeah, it's a rumor, of course, but you know, uh, it's out there, you know. Uh but uh the uh my guys experienced some very bizarre stuff out there in the wilds of British Columbia. Uh, bizarre stuff I'm still putting together. I'm not, I'm not even trying to tease you. I'm just trying to, you know, uh, oh, there's nothing I can really tease you with in the book. I was, was going to tell you a story, but none of them are really, I'm working on all of them. I'm redoing all of them, but it's, it's, it's interesting stuff, you know. It's been going on for a long time, and his stance is that um, they are assigned to him and his family, or at least him and his dad. Mm -hmm. He had a lot of experiences. Dad passed away a few years back, uh, and he had a lot of experiences with his dad. He's opening up to a few, um, and they are like mind-boggling. And uh, in, in this book, the Harry Spaniard. Uh, we call it the Harry Spaniard because that's their name for the Sasquatch. He reminded him of a swarthy Mediterranean Spaniard type man. Is the color of his skin with long dark brown hair. You know, so he said he called him a swarthy, you know, man and a, a Harry Spaniard. And I, I, I think I came up with the name, but anyway, I called him a Harry Spaniard. Mm -hmm. uh, they had some really incredible interactions with some of these beings. And, you know, his dad would always play it down and say, no, we didn't see that. That's not what you saw. And I see, I know I thought that, but I don't believe it. And on his deathbed, his dad told him, uh, you know, that day, uh, we didn't see what we saw. He goes, I know. So his dad, you know, makes a deathbed confession, you know, and tells him. But he already kind of knew. I mean, it was the stuff they saw and experienced. Yeah. And the Harry Spaniard was one of them, you know, where uh, it was uh, showing itself and it was uh, jumping up and down to show itself. And uh, it would 
show itself and hide and show it hide. And then it would run. And as it was running, it was pulling up these plants and rocks and throwing them behind it uh, with very good accuracy and pretty much covering its tracks. And no, no, uh, no effort was wasted. It was all like a machine. It was amazing. And they described it. And they said, well, where did you go now? Where did you go? And this creature would pop up like he was ordered to do so by them commanding. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It just happened a half dozen times. So, and they either say it out loud or somebody would think it. And where do you go now? We're just, we're just looking for because they're, they're running around chasing this thing, you know, and it's staying within reach. And so it, it's just odd that every time they did it. And so they, you know, they, I called the Harry Spaniard just because, you know, they brought up, you know, you look how I swore the Mediterranean. So, uh, but this creature was responding to a verbal or mental command, or so they thought. I mean, but if the perception was that this creature almost instantly was jumping up when they said, hey, where'd you go this time? Where'd you go? He's over there. He'd pop, he'd pop up where he's not, you know. Then they'd disappear again. And they go, now, okay, now where'd he go? And they, they go through this thing a half a dozen times at least. And, and so it was like, oh, my God, geez, you know. Please, <laughs> you know, I mean, it's it's amazing, and, and and they his dad had an excuse for the whole thing. You, know, just, you didn't see it; we thought we saw, it, but no. And but on his on his deathbed, he said, "Yeah, we did we did see that." But he already knew. He already knew. Yeah. Wow. It was kind of funny, but he told him that on several different stories. Hmm. And can't wait to read your new book. Yeah. Well, the new one, the the. Uh, this one here, yeah, it's going to be called uh, Sasquatch uh, Journey Down the Rabbit Hole's Journey. Yes. Uh, I have to turn it in. It's for sale now, uh, but I have to turn it in uh, with the new editions uh, by the end of August. So there'll be a new book, a new cover, and all that. I don't know what so it looks good. like yet. I haven't been sent any proofs. I have no idea. <laughs> they take me that. They haven't obviously. They come up with stuff, you know. The picture. You're gonna to have to come back on when the book is out, so I can tell people to get it. Oh, please do, please. Well, just we'll book it now. Yeah. Uh, you're fading in and out. Your light looks really good, though. If you have a light, there's the computer screen. Mm-hmm. You're, you're getting darker and lighter. Isn't that cool? Yeah. That's true. That's better than LSD. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I, I I gave up the LSD a couple of days ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You look different for sure. <laughs> well, I shaved the beard off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but uh, it, it's really a, a trip because uh, a lot of the people have these experiences. Excuse me, I got so through. Um, that they've been having for five, 10, 15, 20 years, you know, to the point it is. A non-event. I'll I'll talk to them every once a quarter. You know, I've got four or five people I gotta keep in regular contact. I got stuff going on. I'm welcome to come out. Just kidding. <laughs> well, I can't see, so that's why they let me on the property. So, anyway, so um, where was I? So you keep your truck. Keep in touch with these people quarterly. Yeah, I'll keep in touch with these people. And, you know, we're, we're talking, and, you know, how's, how's, how's Jim, and how's, how's uh, Shirley, and what's going on with the kids, and, you know, what's going on, and, you know, and they go, well, you know, uh, uh, 
we really hadn't been doing much. We've been planting little, you know, plants here in the garden. And, you know, went to Walmart last week and made the run to the grocery store. And, oh, yeah, Billy saw a squad chair last week. Did I tell you that? <laughs> you know, I mean, it, it's like a, an everyday or every potential day. Uh, for many of them, it's biweekly, three or four times a year, you know, a couple times. But, I mean, it's it's a kind of a, they forget to mention it. It's a way of life. It's like yeah. I pictured my people I was talking about earlier that I think that they will evolve into just a peaceful coexistence, you know, I mean, it, with very little commitment on either end, you know, but it shows an acceptance and willingness of, of other people, you know, so. It's probably how it was originally. Yeah. Before we started building cities and destroying everything. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It gives us a real deep uh, philosophy, you know, about what we've done to the earth, what we're doing to the earth, you know, what we're going to do because we have no other choice, you know, to the earth. Uh, it's just very odd, you know. And, you know, many, many people uh, tell me that the, you know, the Sasquatch are here to teach a lesson, to teach us some things. And, you know, I have not experienced that, per you know, personally, uh, but I know others that have or have told me they have. And, you know, I see no reason for them to you know, be uh, BSing me, you know. Right. So. I agree. I've heard that same from more than one person, and I'm not going to question it. Yeah. You know, uh, whether they're strangers or friends, you know, people like to have an ear they can talk to that will understand if not how I believe what they're experiencing. You know, it's just, you, you you have to consider it because I don't know everything. There's not one of us walking. You, me, or anybody else knows everything. No. It wouldn't be a podcast if there was. <laughs> we all know things this. They'd be living next door and not keeping up the yard. Just, you know, that kind of thing. I don't want to know everything. I like being, I like trying to discover new things. If I knew everything, yeah. then there'll be nothing left to discover. Yeah, I like the search. I do. I like the hunt. You know, it's, uh, hunts the wrong word. I, I like the search. I like the inquiry. Yep. Uh, and you know, it's fascinating to me to have people tell their experiences to somebody who they don't know. And really, like I said before, they just want to talk to somebody who they can bounce it off of. Because mm -hmm. they, they've thought about it and they do hypothesize on what it might be or what it could be, you know, or what they know it was. And so you have to, you listen and it's, it's well thought out. And it's all somewhat similar, yeah. you know. There's something I, I know I saw it. You know, Sasquatch, some UFOs, but most, you know, it's all Sasquatch, my my realm. And you know they saw it, you know. And they're telling a perfect stranger, of course, there's, there's uh, some safety in that because you know they don't know me. They're not gonna run into me at the mall or you know, downtown or anywhere else. Like you know, go, hey, hey, how's it going? Hey, mm -hmm. <laughs> interview last week, you know. I'm not going to run into them and, and, and you know, talk to them. So uh, there's there is a you know there's a reluctance to uh, to out 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 things to people. They they really don't want to tell. They they feel compelled to because of course you know spread the word. Yeah, definitely. So before we wrap this up, where can my listeners find you? Uh, well, you can find me in about 20 minutes in bed horizontal. Mm -hmm. uh, I'll be sleeping and uh, listening to a recording I made of this show. <laughs> <laughs> that a good answer? <laughs> How about if they wanted to find you like tomorrow? 
Well, tomorrow. <laughs> when you wake yeah. up. <laughs> yeah, when you wake up. Yeah, when you wake up. Uh, you can go to uh, my webpage, which is www.relichominid.com. R-E-L-I-C-H-O-M-I-N-I-D.com. And you can order the books at PayPal only. And uh, I pack up in my almost at all. That's the one thing I won't have to do anymore, I don't guess. You know, it's, a, it's kind of weird. To, to, you know, I kind of enjoy packing up people's stuff and mailing it off to them. You know, I pack it up and sign the books and everything. So now all that's gone. So, but I won't miss packing shit up and taking it to the post office every other day. You shipped um, U.S. mail? Yeah. Yeah. Media mail, you know, all over the country. All over North America. China? It was to Japan. Yeah, to Japan. yeah. Yeah. Was that Enjoy. expensive? Yeah. That was, uh, <laughs> I can't remember what it was. It was like $32 first class. And it still takes two to three weeks. Yeah. Getting stuff to China, Japan. Yeah. Canada's 25 bucks. So 22 to 25. You could probably drive it there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm in Missouri. You know, you're a lot closer than I am. Oh, I don't know. I'm in Alabama. So. Yeah. Well, you're close. You're closer. We'll go north by north, the uh, but, so, but you can get that. I pack them up, mail them, and sign them out. And I, you know, I'm, I'm, um, I'm mostly out of the orange one, but still got some of the second ones, you know. But there are going to be new releases pretty soon from uh, Beyond the Freight Publishing. So it's uh, uh, it's weird. It's cool. It's, it's, it's awesome. Weird. I'm yeah. happy for you. Yeah, well, I appreciate it. Oh, yeah, really good. Uh, you know, it's just, you know, not that they're desperate or anything, really. Uh, they just, you know, like what they saw. So they, uh, it's a two book thing, and I'll, I'll give them to and see what happens. Yeah. yeah, awesome. So I will post a link to your website in the notes of this episode. It is my favorite website to visit. Thank you very much. Like whenever I, I whenever I log onto the internet, it's the first place I go. Oh, well, I know you. There's a snow job. I think there's snow all over the top of my computer. <laughs> <laughs> Is that the Gary Snow job right there? <laughs> it is not snowing here, man. It's like a hundred degrees. <laughs> oh yeah. No, it's we're we're at the end of our cool spell. Uh, I don't know what time it was right there. What is it? Eight forty? Uh it is probably, you know, eighty degrees, seventy-five to eighty. It got down to the sixties a couple of days. Sixty. Yes. I can't handle that. It felt like it felt like fall, since everything's still alive. It was weird. Oh, I don't want to experience sixty again. Yeah, well, you will soon. Yeah, about the same time we do. We're in the not, same not down here. I'm from Texas, so you're you're more in that belt. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. You all stay you stay warm longer. It gets cold. It's December. It gets cold here uh, late October, all November. Starts getting. But what I like is spring starts in February. Yeah, yeah. Well, but it's, uh, you know, it, it's I enjoy it here. It's uh, all four seasons, you know, and I get reports year round. You know, hot and cold flow, ebb and flow. You know, so but uh, there's activity. There's activity everywhere. Yeah, even down here, like there's, there's just a lot of. I talked to a guy, a hunter down here one time, and I asked, I said, hey, man, have you ever seen a squatch? And he goes, I'm more likely to see a squatch than I am a deer. 
That's pretty funny. Either he's a real crappy hunter or he's in a really hot spot. Yeah. Well, well, it's pretty remote here, you know, yeah. in some places. So it, it, it is definitely, there is some um, squatchy places here. Yeah. Because there's places where you can drive 40, 50 miles and not pass another car. That's crazy. Yeah. There's a few places like that in, in Missouri, March 20 National Forest, you know. Uh, there's a few places like that. Uh, but, you know, uh, there's pretty good secondary traffic on all of them, you know, but then when you go deep in the forest, ain't nobody. Give or take some hunting season here and there, and, you know, certain places with electricity and stuff, but there's really not a whole lot going on out there. It's a good place to go camp and look at, you know, just to be there. They come to you. I, I'm of the belief that just let them come to you. If they're there, I have areas I go that I have, you know, Relatively more success than the other places. You know, like I have something going on, um, a higher percentage of the time in certain areas. You know, I don't know. It's because they know me. I'm just in a hot spot. You know, I've, I've had two class A uh, reports published to BFR in that area, and I know the guy that had the experiences there. He's been in that area with me, so I, you know, I know the area, and I've been there before. I've had odd experiences. You know. And uh, so there's something going on there. So uh, March Twain National Forest is where it's at right now for me, you know, on a larger scale. You know, all kinds of rural reports. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, dozens of them. I can drive 25 miles in any way and be at an area where somebody has seen one. Yeah, 25 miles. You know, I'll give it that. Hmm. Just a 25 mile radius, and I drive 50 mile radius, and it exponentially goes up. It's oh, yeah. you know, but people, most of those people are double and triple sightings or events. They've been on their property for a long, long time. And so they do report it, but sometimes they forget. And I was, did I tell you about that one last week or last month? It happened 2019. Uh, I tell you about that. They, they will forget. Because it's that, I won't say unimportant, but it's just another part of the fabric of the day. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yep, just normal. Because they expect to see it. They're not shocked to see it. It's like seeing a bat fly by or something. You know, you, yeah. you just pick something odd. You know, it's something you don't see every day. There's a Sasquatch. <laughs> you don't think about it because you know you're going to see one. You coexist. And you're mm -hmm. kind of open. And they've chosen you, by the way. Because of your demeanor, they understand you're a peaceful person, you know. So they they leave you be, and it's bizarre. But you know, people are having it just out of nowhere. Mind boggling. <laughs> it really is. It really is. You know, as a, as as an investigator, I I long for that. But there, as everybody says, you know, be careful what you wish for. You're gonna get it. You know, or will you not like it? You know? mm -hmm. Well, some people don't have good experiences. I understand, you know, and it could be the fear factor, which is there, or it could be that you misinterpreted the whole thing because you're freaked out about the very fact that it exists, uh, which is possible. It's just another, you know, an array of things that really happened the way you thought it did. Uh, there's all sorts of ways it could have happened, you know. So if you saw those creatures, you know you saw them. You, no one's going to tell you you did. Yeah. You, you can't unsee it. Well, people are seeing something. 
Yeah, they're seeing something, you know, and that is the go-to. They're not reporting a dogman. They're not reporting a mothman. They're not reporting a pterodactyl or some other kind of, you know, feral beast. Uh, they're not reporting UFOs. They're reporting the Sasquatch in, in many, many areas. It's similar areas. And so there's a pattern. Uh, food source and the the terrain, you know, places to hide. The, the, all that, the waterways, the food, the fish, everything. The perfect mix, they're going to hang around. You know, they want nothing to do with us. It's a random thing. You know, they, you see one. It's so bizarre. People like you and me, you know, we go out fishing. The guy, the guy told me this was up in Platte County a couple of years ago. You know, I was just fishing. I just got this creepy weird feeling someone was watching me. I was at my favorite fishing hole at the, uh, I think it was the Platte River, way up north uh, of here, near St. Joe, I think. Anyway, uh, he was fishing and he looked around about 25, 30 feet up. It was a Sasquatch standing by a tree with his arm on the tree watching him fish. Freaked him out. <laughs> he just froze. And they just stared at each other. The creature just turned around and walked away. Totally changed everything, you know. He's a simple guy, a truck driver, you know. Stops to go fishing in his favorite spot. Boom. Picked out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. He's going to tell somebody. You know, he's going to spread the word. You know, he's going to tell other people. And, and, you know, uh, the word of mouth, you know. It, but it blew his reality. You know, he told me, I said, I... I had no real mindset, but now I, my mind is totally, like, absolutely blown. It's nowhere near what I thought I believed. That kind of thing, you know. Yeah. You know wow. I'm pretty heavy, you know. Say that, because I just, you know, I couldn't fathom that they existed. I thought when they talked about Bigfoot, it was just, you know, mostly in the Pacific Northwest, and that was about it, and it didn't occur to me or bother me or had nothing to do with me, and I didn't think about one way or the other, you know. And then you see one standing right there, changes everything. <laughs> like a crazy man, it changed everything. <laughs> Mind boggling. That's awesome. I'm just, I'm just a truck driver who sees this thing about fishing hole, a little Platte River up here in Missouri. And it was not my realm of thinking. And then suddenly it's there. What do you do with that? What do you what if you're to hear that from a perfect stranger, but you're in that line of work and they've already this is somebody who had already called in the report and I I assigned it to myself and took it and they called the guy back. That's what I do with all my reports. And so I got all I got all the skinny from him and I talked to him and I know what happened and how it happened and you know, other than why or what the heck's going on. Uh, so he saw this thing and it, it, it just changed everything about what he thought about life in general. I just really shook everything to the core. And he's just another nobody like everybody else. Really. They're just another one of the, what, 700 billion, 7 billion people on this planet, 8 billion. What are we at now? Man? I can't remember. 40 quadrillion, <laughs> billion, quadrillion, million, whatever the hell, you know. So he just wondered, you know, like uh, when you when you see that, you know, you it it, it it changes everything, and you don't know what to think. And so he questions it. He knows he did, just like my lady who saw the one who just jumped outside of the tree and showed himself to her. She saw it, and so he's seeing it and going, I don't know what to do with that. You know, 
because I have, that doesn't exist to me. But I'm, I'm awake. I'm a sane man. I know I'm looking at it. I'm not doing any drugs or alcohol. I mean, it's, you know, you don't even have to get the questions out of your mouth hardly anymore. So, no, I wasn't drunk. <laughs> I mean, it's for the same. I wasn't, I wasn't smoking any weed. I mean, you know, um, but, you know, it was there. It was a real thing, you know, especially when there's two people there, you know. Yeah. You hear those tales, you go, oh, my God. You know, so there's somebody else there. So if they're hallucinating, the same thing you are at the very same time, which is highly unlikely, you know, catastrophically out of the realm of possibility, uh, then it's something happened like that something something happened they they are just there it's a weird thing and you know there's some days i want to take it to another level and some days i'm happy where i'm at and some days you know because i really before i leave this planet i want to know before i go to bed forever that what they are where they're from what they mean what they want you know i i I deserve to know that i think somebody else already knows that stuff yeah and we're just not lucky enough to know what it is. And we must be on to something. There must be something to hide it. If it was just a dummy, like I said before, not being redundant, I know I said it before. But so to say it out loud, you know, it's, they're there. Oh, my God. It's just, you know, you, you can't deny it forever. You just can't do that. Can't be done. Awesome. Cannot. All right, so um, I'm gonna wrap this up. I gotta go to bed. The bedtime? What time is it? Uh, it's nine. So it's nine o'clock. That's two hours, almost. Good two hours. Yeah. All right. So um, thanks for being on. You bet. And I will post a link to your website and the notes to this episode. And um, we'll do this again when the new book yep. comes out. Uh, Will, I'll let you know, uh, they're supposed to have done, it might be official now, I don't know. I haven't seen, <laughs> I haven't seen the internet. Um, so, but I'll let you know. Yeah, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. Me too. Very open-minded stuff, you know, just open-minded chat. And, you know, uh, people believe it or they don't. Yep. It doesn't really matter. But, you know, the ones that are silent, they're, at least they're hearing things. They're hearing opinions and options, you yeah. know. If you don't, I already believe this, you know. So, so there. <laughs> All right. Well, until next time, thank All you right. for being on. And hang on for Enjoy a moment it. while I play my outro. Okay. Remember, everything that it says was first imagined.